Percy, my questions never seem to stump you, so I'm going to try one more time here today. Is there a connection between cancer and servitude? Wow, you really did throw me a curveball. <laughs> well, Wayne, when you've been through something like a cancer journey, it changes your perspective on what is important. And nothing is higher than serving God and thus serving others. Amen to that. On this episode, we're going to talk about surviving cancer for a purpose. Don't miss it. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Surviving Cancer on Purpose. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and this is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. All right, you got to explain yourself here, Percy. <laughs> yeah, when we talk about uh, surviving cancer, we need to be intentional, just like anything else, that there is something that is driving and motivating the survival mechanism and mode. And in order to do that from a cancer perspective, one needs to be on a mission or on a purpose All that right. will lead them and drive them in a direction. Okay, I see where you're going with that, and that sounds fascinating. We will unpack it here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. In the meantime, would you think about your answer to this question and then respond to us with your answer? What should people or your church have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? What should people, your church, have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? Take the time to answer that if you would. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. When you click on Connect, the drop-down menu will give you an opportunity there to type your answer, and we'd love to hear from you. Well, we pose these questions each week, and recently we posed the question, how did or does your faith make a difference in your cancer journey? We've got some interesting responses, Percy. We did. And so here is a response from Andalusia, Alabama. And the, and the respondent said this, I have good days and I have bad days, but God, if it were not for the measure of faith God has given me, I would not make it from day to day. It says, I believe that Jesus has healed me. My healing may not be as some may count healing, but God has given me the measure of faith. I wish I could tell you there have not been dark days. I can't. Hmm. The spiritual battle is very real. However, I know that Jesus has won the battle. Each morning he wakes me up. I know he has granted me another day of the precious gift of life for his purpose and for his plan. I will admit, I do not understand, but I accept because it is his plan and I know he is the way, the truth and the life. Thank you so much for this podcast. I needed to understand in greater depth and detail of the measure of faith I have been given by my Father. Amen. I, I love the fact that they took the time to type that response to us. We we really benefit from hearing from our listeners. We don't want this to be a one-way conversation because we learn so much from each other. And those who have been through deep waters, like this listener obviously has, they have a lot to teach us all. So thank you for taking the time to respond. And Amen. Again, thank this week's so question is, what should people or your church have done differently to better help you during your cancer journey? Respond at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, well, we're going to dive in deeply on this topic today, surviving cancer on purpose. And you're going to open with Scripture, right? You got something in mind? Yes, sir, I do. So our foundational spiritual nugget is found in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, 
verses 57 and 58, and it reads as follows. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren, uh, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in Hmm. the Lord. Well, we're going to build on that foundation here in just a moment on health, hope, and inspiration. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. That is, they use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. Again, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, we've chosen today to call this podcast Surviving Cancer on Purpose. So so the ball is in your court, Percy. Well, let's start with this as an opening thought. Every one of us uh, is on this earth to serve God. Let's be very clear. We're not here for any other reason, for any other purpose, and everything else is secondary to that. And usually serving him means serving others in some way. When someone has been through something specifically like cancer, it can bring into focus what is most important in our lives, Wayne. And and we need to really zero in on this. It can help you and I and others to develop a deeper concern for people and see how critical serving actually is. Mm. And it gives us perspective and experience to serve with that that we may not have had previous to that experience. I understand, yeah. So that's our setup when we begin to kind of go into this on-purpose principle. Okay. So there are three uh, key points that we want to highlight and hopefully leave in the hearts of those that are listening today. Number one, uh, according to Ephesians 2 and 10, the Word of God says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We are created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. First principle is God made us to care. And if I can just add into that and to share, (laughs) to care and to share. And so God made us Uh, If you will, he formed you and I personally, and he prepared good works for you and I to do well in advance. The Bible says, actually, before the foundations of the world. Isn't that amazing? That's tremendous to think about that. It is a tremendous scripture, but the scriptures also tell us that God knew the end from the beginning. And so then he He create, He create facilitated everything in his mind of what he wanted to do, and then he ended it, then he went back and started it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, and so with that, it's a powerful, powerful, it's like the concept of making a reservation. You call, you say you want to fly to Chicago, but you're still sitting in Florida. The reservation is made, and then you go back and you start. 
You see how that works? And so God, in his mind, God had a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. He formed us, he made us, and he prepared good works for us to do well in advance. It's important to understand that. If you are here, you have a purpose. As a matter of fact, Dr. Miles Monroe said it best many, many years ago, changed my life. I'll never forget it. He said, everything that God does and everything that God uh, is allowing to be done has a purpose. Everything has a purpose attached to it, but all purposes are not known and understood. And so the key to life is trying to find out what is the purpose of a place person or thing. And so in that regard, if you are here, you have a purpose. If you are alive, God has good things for you to do. And therefore, cancer cannot steal your identity or your purpose. Those things are only given by God. So we need to really wrap our head around. Yeah, I can only begin to understand what that means to someone who's really feeling kind of low right now because they've received that diagnosis and it just doesn't make sense to them. But there's some purpose in this, right? That is correct. And again, typically what happens for many cancer patients. Now, I did not ask this question of myself, but I had a hit start on the average person because I've been working in this community for 25 years. So if you will, I had already been working through a dress rehearsal if I ever was told that I had cancer. Mm -hmm. But for someone that is blindsided and did not see that coming, you know, that wasn't part of their conversation or their experience. It certainly initially can be somewhat daunting and and incomprehensible of understanding how at the end of the day, cancer would have a purpose. And all I can say to you is, uh, if there's anything that we have said or attempted to convey on this program, and particularly through the authentic conversations and interviews of cancer patients who have shared their stories unscripted, uh, when you go back to re, uh, review those stories, many of those testimonies eventually become the testimony of there was a purpose that God showed me after the fact or while in the middle of the journey, but certainly not typically in the beginning. So, yes, we want to be very and I want to modulate my voice and my tone to say, if you are on the front end of this process, uh, we understand and we are praying with you and for you that right now you are probably a bit cloudy and you're not mm. sure what's going on and you're groggy, but we want to encourage you to hang in there. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel potentially, and it is not a train. Right. That's the message. And if you're not going through that right now, if everything's coming up roses, now is the time to prepare yourself by girding yourself with God's word, right? So that when that day comes and if that day comes, and certainly we hope it never does, but if it should, you'll be prepared to meet the challenge. That is correct. And you use the the, the old English, you know, King yeah. James 1611 yeah. language of gird. Yeah. And it's an interesting word. And yeah. I, I hadn't preached this in a long time. But the word gird comes, it's short for the word girdle. <laughs> and if anyone uh, remembers or understands the purpose of a girdle, it is to keep things in place so they won't jiggle and move around. <laughs> the scripture says, gird up your loins. Your loin area represents your passion, yeah. where your imagination can run wild and, and run into different directions. We have to be girded up with the word of God that will keep us locked in place while we are working through sure. uh, tumultuous times and circumstances that seem uncertain at the moment. 
but potentially there can be a stabilizing time and effect that will come later that will allow you to see your way through this process. And we want to encourage you to believe and expect that to yeah. happen in your life. Let's be prepared to meet that battle when and that if is correct. it comes. That's All right, correct. well, we're titling this program Surviving Cancer on Purpose, and you say that God calls us on purpose. That's exactly right. Well, when we really dig into this, now that we understand that God made us to care or he made us with a purpose before the foundations of the world, then God calls us on purpose. The only reason why God sent us into the earth is because he attached a purpose to us while we are in the earth. And when we understand that, it really takes away uh, the potentiality to drift through life and just kind of live a humdrum nine to five. And so here we go. Jeremiah 29 and 11 really encapsulates and hopefully will really empower someone today. And it says this, for talking about from God's perspective, for I know, well, how does God know? For hmm. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now listen to who's talking. God is talking from his perspective. I know the plans. In other words, there are plans for you and I know what they are. <laughs> and oftentimes we're, we, we go through the planet asking everyone else what our purpose is. And at the end of the day, we need to go back to the original manufacturer, praise God. There's a reason why uh, you are told when you buy a certain product, if you if you take this product to an unauthorized dealer, it voids the warranty. Mm -hmm. It voids the warranty because they don't have original parts and they don't understand how that particular product was engineered and crafted. God says, come back to me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest because I am the original manufacturer. I know the plans that I have for you. And so several points here to try to extrapolate. Okay. Number one, God has plans for you. There are things only you can do that God has invested his giftings, his grace, and his ability in. And it took me a while to really get this principle in my head and in my heart. I wasn't the greatest math student in school. <laughs> you know, there were several things that I wanted to do better that I didn't ultimately do. And, and one day I had to get a revelation. I'm trying to do things that God didn't give me purpose to do. Hmm. And so I wasted a lot of time, Wayne. And again, I know your story a little bit. Yeah. You've been in radio and broadcast, <laughs> and you've been doing this a really yeah, long time. I wasted a lot, too. I understand. But when you found out what your purpose was, you locked into yeah. it. And then the trajectory of your life kind of self-directed itself as you followed that path that gave you a reason. And it tied into what God gifted you to do mm -hmm. and gifted you to be. Praise God. And so when, yeah, absolutely. And so the goal here is God has plans for us and there are things only we can do or you can do that God has allowed you to do. I remember when I started this ministry 25 years ago, nobody wanted to do cancer care ministry. Nobody thought that that was exciting. It's like, why do you want to do that? That job seems hard. It doesn't seem very rewarding. 25 years later, I have people that say to me all the time, my goodness gracious, what a ministry God has given mm -hmm. you and, and, and how that must be a blessing to do that. Well, I now have understood that God graced me to do something that he didn't grace other people to do. Mm -hmm. And when I when I tied into that and when I leaned into it and accepted it, 
uh, many things just kind of took care of themselves. I still had to do the work, but doors opened and the trajectory of my life just changed. So again, God has plans for you. There are things only you can do. Number two, if you survived cancer, it is for a purpose. And I want to really dig dig in here a little bit okay. because there is a thing that many cancer patients often experience, and it's called survivor's guilt that they, they, they think about, well, why did I survive and other people didn't survive? Or uh, why did this person not survive? And they start comparing themselves to other scenarios and situations, which is a very dangerous thing to do. We serve a unique God who says he knows the plans that he has for us, which are unique to us. And so to compare ourselves to other scenarios and situations are dangerous because we do not know the mind of God at the end of the day. And so if you have survived an experience, a scenario, a situation and cancer being on the top of that list, there's a reason and a purpose for this. And you need to embrace that. And then the question is now, Lord, what am I supposed to do yep. with this? Yep. Where, where do I go from here? Yep. Someone needed to hear that just now. You know that, mm. right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No matter what your, your chart said, no matter what your medical report said, if you survive this process, there is something that God wants you to say and do. He wants you to align yourself with someone, with an organization. He wants you to write a book. He wants you to start a podcast. I don't know what it is, but at the end of the day, it is for a reason. Don't waste that experience on just being healthy. Understand that there is a greater purpose that is tied to your experience. And the only reason you've come to that understanding is the fact that you've been through what you've been through. That That's what's well, giving you, you the insight, right? And what's interesting, see, my scenario is backwards, Wayne. See, I, you know, I kind of, I talked the talk about cancer for 24 years. Then on the, you know, what one would say is the tail end of my career. I don't think that is no, the tail end of my career. No, you're only halfway done if that. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but then, you know, the assignment at that point is cancer now is going to be part of your resume versus on the front end of, of my experience. It's in the middle and it's, it's later on down the line. But there is certainly something to be said. And, and as soon as some and as soon as my doc told me that I had cancer, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised. Uh, I wasn't angry because in my heart of hearts, I was like, well, yeah, I, that's probably par for the course. Given all that I've done, all that I've said, uh, I need to walk this journey. I need to be on that path with all of the others that I've supported and talked to, that's part of my purpose and part of my assignment. And I'm okay with that. And I was able to embrace that and not really lose momentum or sleep around being aggravated, frustrated, angry, or upset about being told that I had cancer. All right, here's what I hear you saying. I hear you say that although God didn't give us cancer, he can use the circumstances for us to use for his glory in, in return. God is, and I'm going to say it slow, okay. God is an opportunist. For, for my benefit, I get it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is because I don't want any, anyone to conflate, which is which is why you asked the question. And, and you're, you're, you're a very intuitive individual, and that's why I love working with you. Uh, I am not saying that God gave me cancer. I'm saying that God allowed me to experience cancer, and there is a difference. And part of that allowing of that is part of my overall purpose that allows me to take ownership of and not shrink back, not get in denial of, not get into a mental place of anxiety or uh, anger or resentment, because all of those expressions, though real and genuine, can short circuit 
and cost one time yeah. because at the end of the day, uh, what what each and every one of us ultimately have to do is that we've got to get back on the bike and we've got to keep riding. So I got my knee scuffed up, just like in the days of old on the south side of Chicago. But it didn't stop me from riding the bike. I just got up out the bushes. I picked the little rose thorns out my leg and, you know, I put a little dirt on that and I got back on the bike and I kept riding. And, you know, it it, it allowed me not to stop. It didn't allow me to get stuck in a place of why how come this is not fair this is not right yeah and if one someone may be listening today and i'm talking to you if you are experiencing that that's okay too you're not out the will of god god is not angry at you uh you need a little more time to process that and that's part of why we're doing this presentation today to give you some other things to help offset uh, those deliberate, you know, those things that may derail you and mm -hmm. keep you in a place where you won't keep moving forward yeah. because ultimately you've got to get back up and you've got to get back on your bike and you got to keep moving forward. And your own experience bears this out that you may not have gotten this perspective any other way than going through what you went through. That is correct. So some of the things that we must learn, we've got to go through that experience. You know, we can't, we can't read it in a book. We can't listen to someone's secondhand testimony uh, of, of what they did or what they saw or what they read. We have to walk through that process. And again, whatever God allows us to walk through, his grace is sufficient for us. And that's why the Apostle Paul said that, that when I am weak, then am I strong? And he says, that's when the power of Christ rests upon yes. me. So it is in my weakness. It is in my frailty. It is in my you know, moments where, uh, you know, I'm not invincible that then we then lean into and more reliant upon the power of Christ that can lift us and buoy us and transfix and form us into a different place and trajectory that we may not have ever experienced without uh, getting our knee scraped, if you will, for mm. lack of a better analogy, and and experiencing that bruise, that bump, that 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 struggle, because now we are resolute and resolved around the fact that it is all of God and it's none of me, and that He is still working things out on my best interest and on my behalf. What a great perspective, Percy. I know there's more, and we'll get to it in just a moment. But let me pause and say that if you listening are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Just visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we're talking about surviving cancer on purpose. And the final point to be made has to do with victory. Bring it home for us, Pastor, if you would. All right, let's land this aircraft. Let's land this plane. Uh, our last point uh, is God ultimately gives the victory. And this is an important, it sounds simple, but ultimately at the end of the day, uh, the Bible says it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, yes. saith the Lord. So when we understand that first and foremost, God is not asking or, uh, uh, or allowing anything to happen to us within the context of our purpose, 
that he is depending upon us to facilitate. Half of the battle is understanding that the victory belongs to him and he gives us that victory. So let's let's get some spiritual context here. Okay. Uh, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 57 and 58 tells us this. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Who gives us the victory? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. So you can be steadfast, you can be unmovable, and you can always abound in the work of the Lord, not in the work of Percy, not in the work of Wayne, because see, then that's some kind of self-inflicted uh, dynamic that we're trying to yeah. manufacture and we're trying to work out on no, our own. No, no, no. No, this is not about this is not even about us, quite frankly. It's only about he who has called us. But, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So a couple of points with the little time that we have left that remember and to consider. Number one, God gives us the victory. It comes from him through Jesus, period, end of discussion. <laughs> it makes the work easier to do when we understand that the victory is coming from him. And so it helps me and it helps you to understand that I don't have to bear this burden alone. He is walking and working through us. Uh, the scripture says that he's causing us to do his goodwill. I love the scripture and how it says that. So God gives us the victory. It comes from him through Jesus. Number two, if you have victory now, it came from him and your eternal victory comes the same way. And so, of course, for those of us who believe that when we are done with this earth, earth and tabernacle, when we are going to leave this, this fleshly tent, that we're going to spend eternity with the Father, the same mechanism that gave us victory while we were in this earth and tabernacle, it also will give us the eternal victory that comes the same exact way. We have not earned any righteousness. Uh, the Apostle Paul said that my righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord, but thanks be unto God that my righteousness is not of me, but it is of God at the end of the day. And so I don't stand in my own goodness and my own greatness. It allows me to humble myself under the mighty hand of God and that he will exalt you in due season. Number three, Therefore, because he gave us the victory, we should serve him. It only makes sense. I had someone I was having a conversation with that said, the way that you talk about God, it makes him sound like he he's an egomaniac. I said, well, God is an egomaniac. It's all about God. It's only about him. Well, if he created everything, if, he, if he's facilitating everything, if he's paid the price for everything, if he's making everything happen, if he's empowering you, it's then okay. it should be about him. Yeah. Right? It's okay. Yeah. It's about me. Now, let me, for those that may have questions, with that statement, let me further say that the Bible says that God says that I am God and besides me, there is no other. Sounds like an egomaniac to me at the end of the day. <laughs> it's about me. I am a jealous God and I will not share my glory with another. Sounds like somebody's got a pretty big ego. <laughs> But when we understand that he is the creator of the world, that he is the giver and sustainer of all life, that every in him I live and in him I move and in him I have my very being. Now let's go back to our bullet point uh, that when we understand that school of thought, that because God gave us the victory, we should serve him. He now earns the right to be worshiped to be adored, and that's why we bow our knee in reverential respect to the God of the universe. How else no could we else. respond to him? How else? What, what else can we do? <laughs> 
exactly right. What else can we say? But you are Lord God. As yeah. a matter of fact, the book of Revelation says that there's going to be a point in time that all we're going to do is say, holy, 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 mm. Lord God, you are holy, you are mighty, you are worthy to be praised, the slain lamb of God. And so, yes, he is worthy to be served under those circumstances. And then uh, the next point, in fact, we should be resolute and unwavering in our work for the Lord. Well, if God has and is allowing us to be all that we are, that we couldn't be without him, and I don't know about anyone else, but I can say that that is certainly true for Reverend Percy Wilson McRae Jr. I would not be where I am today, wherever that is, and however anyone may want to interpret that, had it not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? And so uh, we are resolved in the fact that uh, and unwavering in our work. So I serve him. I work on his behalf. He has called me into his glorious light to continue to be a beacon of light and hope and to continue to pass along that message and that dynamic to anyone who is willing to be impacted by whatever little light that I have. Let this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Uh, and then the greater our victory, the more unshakable our service should become. Because with each uh, victory, you should gain more confidence in the process that gave you victory. It's sort of like a sports analogy, and I was just listening to this the other day, that there's something about winning that gives you confidence to know that you can keep playing. <laughs> so again, the victory that God has given you, and I know when I think back on the goodness of the Lord, he has granted unto me tremendous victory in times that I should not have been victorious it makes me more unshakable and that of my service uh, should become toward him and that the lord is doing the work in my life and then lastly if god has given you victory over cancer specifically then he has as we said earlier a bigger purpose for you to fulfill there's a reason there is a reason and so i have challenged cancer patients over the years uh, no one wants to be sick and everyone wants to be healthy. But again, do not waste God's healing of cancer just so that you won't be sick. There's something that he wants to birth out of that experience of something that he wants you to do, someone he wants you to assist or somehow lend yourself to a process uh, that you probably hadn't considered or thought of prior to the dynamic of, of being a cancer patient. And so when that uh, dynamic takes place in your life, understand that, again, cancer may have been a way to equip you with the tools you needed to minister more effectively to a hurt and dying world. And he will use you if you make yourself available. Percy, thank you. Someone listening needed to hear that today. That's that's a word of the Lord to someone listening today. And I, I would love to hear from our listeners. I would love to hear how God is going to use what you've heard over the last few minutes to turn your life and your heart around. So please let us hear from you at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And I'll come back to you for just a final thought in a moment, Percy, yep. on surviving cancer on purpose. But let me remind everyone of our free resource this week. The resource is called How to Serve God with Cancer. How appropriate that this resource matches mm -hmm. up with the message you've heard here today. How to Serve God with Cancer. You can download that right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Dot com. All right, brother, it's time to bring it home. Wrap this up for us, if you would. Well, finally, let's just simply say this. God gives each of us a distinct purpose in life that involves sharing the love of God that we have received with others. 
No one wants to get cancer or go through any type mm -hmm. of negative circumstance, but it could be that the experience and tools you get from this journey have multiplied your ability to effectively serve God and therefore to make a difference in serving the lives of others as we make a mark in the earth that can never be erased and make a deposit in someone's life today. That very well could be you. Do not squander this opportunity, surviving cancer on purpose. That is our host, Reverend Percy McRae, and you have been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We love you, brother. Thank you for this message. We're going to take it as up from the Lord here today. Amen. Love you right back. And remember, hang in there. The best is still yet to come, but we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. Let us hear from you this week at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And thanks for listening. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.